Hi and welcome to Niji Beats. This is a special episode recounting the story of a gig in northern Spain in Coruña, uh, which happened on April the 10th. Um, and you're going to hear uh, a couple of different um, snippets from each day um, of, the, of the week leading up to the gig. And then uh, a few bits and pieces recorded on the day. And then uh, I'll have a little wrap up at the end. So <clears throat> thanks for listening. Uh, this is Niji Beat and this is all about um, Clark DJ at Brit Amendi Selector uh, choosing to approach a venue in the city of Coruña to run a bit of a funky hip hop party. Enjoy. So this is part one. This is sort of like the introduction section. This is Monday. So I've got a week to go until the gig on Sunday. Um, today is, what day is it? Oh, I should have looked that before I recorded. Monday the 4th? Yeah, 4th. So I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, seven seven days. So I'm going to do seven parts plus an eighth as a sort of debrief after the event. So you get sort of eight parts in this episode that talk through the, the build-up to the gig uh, as I get towards Sunday, and then a little bit on the night, hopefully, depending on what I can capture, and then um, uh, a little bit of a debrief afterwards, probably on the Monday morning, and then I'll, and then I'll publish at that point. So you'll, have, you'll be hearing this at that point, but I'm recording this on the Monday before the gig. So a bit of background. Um, there was a couple of brief episodes that talked about it, but basically I wanted to do a gig in some different venues. I wanted to try and challenge myself and get to some bigger venues. I'd played to lots of halls and outdoor spaces like surf clubs and beach bars. And I really wanted to start getting to more proper venues really. And I wanted to yeah, do a first one um, as a sort of quite low key free gig um, and, and try and sort of you know test it out, see how I go and use that as a bit of an audition and a bit of a test piece to then show other venues. So there's quite a big club in the city here called Britwave. And I'm quite keen to show them and to, you know, aspire to playing there because it's like a pr- massive, like proper, like thousand people club. Um, that would be amazing. But, you know, I think I need to build up to that and hone my skills a little bit. I've got 20 years experience, but there's still a lot to, to learn, especially on proper, proper PA. So I approach this venue, which is normally a band venue, but they do have DJ sometimes. And, uh, you know, they're, they're supportive, broadly supportive. I don't think they're putting their whole heart and soul into it, I wouldn't say, the owner of this venue, but um, I'm very appreciative to uh, to the owner to, um, you know, to let me put it on and see how it goes and, and we'll see whether to do something here again because uh, it is an amazing room, amazing space. And um, uh, the way I've sort of sold it to him is that we've got a Facebook group here of uh, the sort of expats and foreigners and, and migrants and, and tr- tr- students, nomads, a variety of people who are here in the Acarina area. So it's pre- predominantly marketed at them as an international party night, an international music night. And that's sort of a, a group of 600 people that is a sort of closed group that I can invite. But the demographic doesn't seem to quite be there. Um, so I think we'll probably get about 20 or 30 people from that sort of space. Um, and I think we'll get 20 or 30 people, maybe 40 people more from the city generally and who know the venue and have seen the posters. Anyway, we'll come on to that. But, but the point is... Um, that's the sort of background, um, and in 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 each day in these coming countdown days, I'm going to cover different aspects. So I'm going to talk a bit about the music. I'm going to bit talk, talk a bit my my about my sort of show piece and how, how I'm going to make a bit of a show of it um, on top of just playing the music. I'm going to talk a bit about the, the the look and the stage decoration and the kind of look I'm trying to go for. Um, uh, we'll talk a bit about promotion and the response, especially as I get nearer. I think uh, I'll talk a bit more about that. Um, 
what else will I cover? Yeah, and obviously the debrief will talk about how it went, really, and any any significant mistakes, any significant bad mixes I made, that kind of stuff, quite looking forward to it. And the learnings, you know, what I learned from it. So today's Monday, so for this first part, I just wanted to give you that background, and um, what else did I want to say for today? Um, oh, just, just that today is Monday, I, I saw the first uh, sort of normal, a bit hard to explain, but the normal posts are out in town around the city. Uh, advertising the night so the venue owner had put one up inside the venue at the weekend because he had gigs on and so he sent me a photo showing that he'd put this poster up in the venue but today was the first day then out in town I saw um, I think three or four spots where there were at least one poster normally one two or three or four posters Um, the way the guy does it is he sort of um, plasters the posters for the different gigs in, in these sort of abandoned buildings or you know scrap areas of land so that's the significant thing for me today because the, the advertising is now going a bit more public. It's very exciting. Um, I'll talk a bit more about promotion in another stage, but for now, that's Monday. Um, I'm going to have a little play tonight. I need to, to play around with a bit of the funk stuff that I've got, um, some James Brown stuff that I'm working on. So I'll talk about more about that in the music section coming up. All right, see you tomorrow. Okay, so now it's Tuesday. Uh, that's five days to go, I think. I'm sure I'm going to get the numbering wrong, but it's Tuesday anyway. So um, uh, I think today I talked a bit about I'll talk a bit about promotion. So um, the journey of, of sort of deciding how to promote this thing. So, but, you know, one of the reasons and one of the sort of gaps in the in the market in Corinna, I think, that's driving me for this. So I don't think there's nights that play hip hop and sort of drum and bass stuff very much. I, I have found a guy who does DJ in some bars and cafes, so there is a bit of funk. He seems to sway more into disco a little bit. So there is a bit of music around, but otherwise the city doesn't really seem to have that vibe that I could find. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's there. There, there is this venue, Philomatic, that has um, lots of rock and pop and metal, sorry, rock and metal and punk and stuff. So there is that. And then there is quite a few nightclubs that do mostly reggaeton. That's really big out here at the moment. Um, they might do some kind of house, but it seems to be billed as reggaeton all the time. Um, and, yeah, and and then there's a bit of live music, so there's lots of sort of street buskers that sometimes then do gigs. Um, there's a really great girl called Sophie here who does sort of saxophone-based busking and, and bar work. So, you know, basically I thought there was a gap in, in the genres. Uh, so that's one aspect. And then the other aspect was this sort of quirk of me being British was kind of the idea... Um, I use the handle Brit Amendi, which is British, who you know, British guy who lives in the village called Amendi. Um, I wanted to push that sort of British thing as a bit of a quirk, particularly because there's a club called Britwave that is all like decked out with Union Jacks and red phone boxes. I kind of want to work towards them. That's like my aspiration. So that to me is sort of an angle to work on. So putting those two things together, I, I wanted to promote the night on that basis. So um, and and a third angle is that there is an international community. Um, there's a Facebook group that I helped to run um, for different expats and, and different migrants, different types and, you know, students and Erasmus programme and stuff like that. And we got up to 600 people. So that's quite a good thing. If, if I could get 10% of that group to come, 60 people is a pretty good number, right? So um, that's all the sort of the basis of marketing this gig, really. So I started uh, with the Facebook group. Um, so I did a Facebook event. And for that, I wanted a graphic. So... I wanted to play down the sort of hip hop and drum and bass parts a little bit and make it a bit more vague international music, basically, uh, because it's quite a spread of people and it's quite a mixed demographic. And I wasn't sure 
that sort of focusing on the genres would. I mean, funk is always a good, easy sell, and Jane mentioning James Brown, Stevie Wonder is always a good sell. But um, yeah, so that's where I started. So I, I started with a graphic that was uh, a, like a turntable that's got a, a picture of. I was trying to go for the globe. It's quite hard to find one that isn't just North and South America or whatever. I managed to find one, I think that has Europe and the rest of the world, the sort of Eastern Hemisphere on it. Uh, I think, I can't remember. But basically over that first. And then I then I sort of playing with a few graphics and text to, to, to convey what I wanted. But my problem I always have is that my stuff always looks a bit too crude PowerPoint because it basically is. I'm not very good. I was good at uni. I don't know how I used to do it, but I just had a bit more pizzazz at uni doing flyers. You can look back on my Instagram and you'll see some previous uni flyers that I'm really proud of. And I was really struggling. So Miguel that is helping me uh, with, with this event um, said that he would help. So um, he had a vision of using the tower that exists in Corinna. It's quite a landmark. I'm actually sat near it at the moment. Um, using that as a sort of a feature of a poster and we wanted to play on the English and Americanness of the music. So he's come up with a flyer, which was pretty good, certainly better, a bit cleaner than the stuff I was producing. But it was saying less, so it's easier to be cleaner when you say less. Um, and, you know, it was all pretty good. So we used that as a base with the venue owner, who then applies his own template a little bit, prints it on yellow paper for, I think, cost purposes. And then he would start to plaster that around the city, and that's what started to go up. So that's all okay, you know, it's okay, not too bad. That lighthouse sort of thing, tower thing, uh, has got the genres quite a big feature on it, um, as well as then the English-American flags, that's the primary thing. You'll see on Instagram if you go to that. That's what's mostly there. But, there is a but, and there is a twist, in a good way. So, let me get on to that. Part of my activity at the moment is leading me to a co-working space. And the co-working space is run by a marketing company. And so I sort of ran past one of, or a couple of my post designs by a guy there to see what his thought was. And he quite quickly offered to help. And uh, I talked about wanting to manipulate photos that I've got. And he agreed, he thought that was a good idea, and he offered to help. So he took it away. Um, and it took, took a little while, and he was a bit late with it, later than he planned, so I, I thought it wasn't going to happen. And then, kind of at one in the morning, an email pinged, and he, he'd done it. He'd sort of mocked up a poster, but unfortunately, I was very disappointed. It, it wasn't the standard I was expecting from a marketing professional. It looked quite a lot like my kind of efforts, but just slightly better. Um, I think maybe he didn't have much time, and he felt bad that he hadn't done it, so he sort of rushed something. Um, I, I hope that his broader marketing skills are better than that. So that was a bit of a shame. But at the same co-working space was another lady called Lizzie, an English uh, or British lady who, who lives in, uh, in, in Galicia, uh, similar to me. And um, I sort of mentioned it to her in, in sort of in semi-passing. She said, well, I'll tell you what, I could, have a, I could have a go. I could have a look if you want. I was like, oh, OK, you know, thanks. And she goes, yeah, you know, I wouldn't charge you. Anything's fine. Just it could be fun, you know. So I was like, oh, OK, um, fine, cool. So I sent her everything. I sent her a load of photos, original version photos, um, and again, didn't hear anything, you know, and I thought maybe she she had meant to have a look and didn't get time, and I didn't really want to push it too hard, but I did sort of just poke a little bit and just say, you know, did, if you were interested, no pressure, you know, but if you were... She said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll have a go, I'll send something through. Um, oh, my God, what this what this um, fantastic person's done is just absolutely banging. They uh, absolutely hit the mark. There's, uh, I think they sent me six different versions... Um, based on a couple of photos and things 
and they're just so amazing, so incredible. I'm so grateful and so pleased that I could try and get her a big bunch of flowers, uh, buy her a big uh, jar of coffee or a few cocktails or something. But um, just stunning, you know, just just everything about it was just so cool. So uh, I've now got those and I'm going to supplement the sort of main flyers that the venue owner has done around the city with some of these and uh, included a few shops and bars that I think can have a slightly higher class of poster than, than the ones that are billboarded around the city. So, you know, that's pretty much where we stand, really. And I, I'm putting all of this, all of the above, on my Instagram and tagging and using hashtags and stuff. And I've tried emailing and then tagging the local online and, and physical press around here. But I haven't heard back from them. So, you know, it'd be great if they, somebody would do a story on my night and me. I think that could, could could be quite a good story, you know. But I don't know. I don't know if, if I really do want to be interviewed, but I sort of do. I don't know. So that's the sort of promotional story, really. So let's see how it turns out. Um, I'm, I'm quite interested by the people who are clicking like on the Instagram posts, either from the venue or from me. So you sort of obviously see people that that you don't know who they are. You see names and, and brands and stuff. So, yeah, very interesting. It's a very interesting process to go through. Um, so because I haven't really sort of done a commercially marketed gig like this since uni and the uni was different because you had a captive audience and it was only three pounds a ticket and you know it was a, it was a sort of a an existing brand almost that i took on so very interesting so that i hope you found interesting that is the promotional part um and uh tomorrow i will probably start talking a bit more about the the presentation of the night and how i want sort of the night to look uh which has always been a big feature of my past events at uni and and since is how do you sort of create a look you know for people to, to to see and consume and absorb as a part of the night so but let's bring on wednesday let's another day, day down um and uh, oh i did an instagram live i should say that as well i did an instagram live tonight um to test out going live on instagram and i'm going to test out facebook and i hope to do that um so that's part of the plans we'll see whether anyone watches <laughs> that's the other side of it obviously on a sunday night probably going to be my mum probably going to be my mate rach uh, a few other people that couldn't make it maybe so let's see alright cheers man peace out hi this is now Wednesday night five to go again the counting might be completely off so I think I counted it right there and that's including today five to go till Sunday um including Sunday, so again, maybe the counting doesn't work. Today, I thought I'd talk to you a bit about um, technical skills that's part of my plan. So uh, I've just spent about an hour and a half having a bit of a practice run upstairs. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to the other second city, Santiago, to have the final sort of levelling up uh, class with Wax Cultura, a fantastic kind of DJ school. Looking to been working with them to really up my game and improve technical skills. So it felt like a good time to talk a little bit about kind of music policy but more technical skills really so um I, I really build myself as a selector rather than a dj because what i felt was my skills were more in choosing the tracks and, and giving the crowd a good journey through through a set rather than being a dj that mixes a lot you know and has that technical skill so what i've been trying to do is level up a bit so uh, i've learned a lot what helps a lot is having gone digital having brilliant visibility of the bpms um of different tracks you know basically that's a massive gap 
to have had all these years is to have the final tracks and to obviously try and just do it by ear if you were to beat mix but now the digital world gives you all the information about the key and the, and the bpm mostly in terms of you know beat mixing this is just about knowing the bpm of a certain track so for example there's a set of funk stuff i was just playing with um which is all in the region of about 100 and i think it was about 100 and 405 bpm basically so there's a sort of set of tracks that i've got that are all similar bpm so it's it's relatively easy to mix them seamlessly and you know that's one aspect of a technical skill that i've been developing improving on i've kind of always known how to do it but like i said the information now is there so now it's just honing the skill and knowing the tracks well and adjusting kind of bass levels and, and mid levels so all this stuff i've been learning skills on and improving and tomorrow i'll be taking a bit of a, a set of tracks to to that class to sort of show where i've got to and continue improving on it um it's really interesting so you know that's that's one aspect which i'm gonna then choose to do in on sunday night with a certain set of so there's a set of funk tracks that blend well there's a set of hip-hop tracks that blend well particularly insane in the membrane and hip-hop array kind of stuff they blend really well together um and with with the the beat maxing tend to be using the loop system on the mixer that i've got so you can loop the intro part so for example the the main bass light and the of insane in the membrane if you can picture that from my awful rendition there so you can loop that and you can layer that over the previous track before you then cut in and introduce the full track properly so beat mixing and looping is one thing but then I've got to choose, you know, how, how else do I do other transitions? There's a general thing I've been doing for years, which is to, to fade out the previous one or to bring it to a stop. Um, so those kind of things still apply, really. That's fine. But now I've got some extra tricks like uh, there's an echo effect that you can you can uh, trigger this FX at a certain vocal or a certain beat or something. And it will then um, take that as a, almost like a sample and, and have that as an echo and it fades out to zero over a long you know maybe 20 seconds or something so it's a really simple technique but really really effective but the point is you don't want to do it all the time so you need to do it sparingly through through an evening set so um what else and then there's some other things like you can use the filters to basically drop out all of the bass away and go into a really kind of triply sound um while you then bring in the new track for example so there's things like that so the point i just wanted to make was that um i've got to decide for the set on Sunday, how I run the night in terms of these technical skills, to what extent do I try and do them at different parts, different genres. And it's it's a challenge and it's definitely where the where the mistakes are made. Um obviously just fading out and fading up is, is easy. <laughs> and using the echo thing is quite easy. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes and how many I mess up. Maybe I should have a little counter like a piece of paper next to me and make a counter when I do a really bad one, I want to do a really good one and see how the end tallies at the end of the night. <laughs> And maybe I'll have like the wuss option. I'll count how many wussy options I do. Um, and, and and to some extent, whether the crowd has noticed. Maybe I'll try and make those kind of notes. I kind of need somebody like in the Olympics where you've got like somebody noting down all the stats as you go. So anyway, that's my update for Wednesday. Tomorrow, I'll give an update off my class. And uh, again, in the coming days, I'm going to talk more about the stage uh, look and to the kind of the way I want to try and run the night presentationally. All right. Cheers. See you tomorrow. Welcome back. This is now Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days to go, including today and tomorrow. It's Thursday evening. I'm back home. I had the day I went in the other city, including my class, my last class before the gig. I got lots of supportive uh, views from my teacher. 
I call him sensei because that feels a bit more cool than just teacher. Uh, and I did a bit of a practice run um, of some things and, and, you know, I think it went quite well. Um, so it was all very good, really, sort of very pleasing. And then he taught me a couple of new technical areas on the mixer. So a feature called loop roll and a feature called slicer. And he had said last week he wasn't going to show me anything new because he didn't want to confuse my brain. But he did, so, but it was fine. So, But I don't, yeah, I don't think I would use them this weekend because they're too fresh new. Something to play with in the future. So that was good. So, yeah, today, Thursday, um, I guess what could I talk about today? I could talk a bit about the setup um, and the, sort of my stage plan. So uh, let me start with painting the picture. So there is photos on my Instagram. You can Google Sala Philomatic and you'll see photos of it if you click on, you know, Google Images. Um, but it's it is a band venue, so there's a stage at the end of a room, quite a big stage because it's a, it's big enough for a band. But the the room is only that wide, so it's it's pretty much as wide as the stage, um, and it is a small room overall, and that's it. So it's probably I don't know five, six, seven meters across. Um, at the back of the stage, lots of uh, band posters from over the years. I think they've they've sort of built that up or something, so that the wall is covered. And then very, very quirky decor. So above the stage, the ceiling is made of lots of, I think, like glass bottles or vases that have then got lights in them. So it's very cool kind of uh, look above the stage. And and four, I think, massive speaker cones at the back of the stage as well, up high. Um, and then the room has got other wacky decorations as well. So I'm going to be on the stage because that's really the only op- option at this venue. And I have this thing that um, I don't really want to be like on top of a stage center stage i did one gig like that before and it is quite it's quite uh, you're just so on show you know and I, I, for me it's about the music it's not about me you know i'm not there to try and be a, a glory dj i, I want to dance and when people are enjoying it i want them to sort of go yeah you know at me but you know i don't really want it to be a sort of everyone watching me show but i can't really avoid it too much apart from my one plan i've got is to have the table for the decks then slightly at the side and at an angle so it's not like at the front and in the middle, flat flat on. But as you look at the stage, my plan is to have it slightly to the left and at a slight angle. And I'm planning to then have my record boxes across the back of the stage so that I actually come from behind the table to look at... Because otherwise you, you tend to duck down behind the decks and look at the record boxes and people can't see you. Um, and I think it might be a nice quirk to sort of show me going to the record boxes, but I don't know. So I'm going to sit, sort of judge that on the night. And then uh, I don't know what kind of table I'm going to have, which is a bit of a, an unknown, but they've had DJs there before, so I think it's okay. And then I, I have various drapes and things I often use, including I've got a Union Jack flag, a European flag with stars, and the local Galicia flag. So I might do something with them, but I don't want it to look too flaggy either, so I normally try and do it a bit subtly. And then I bought, again, it's a bit flaggy, but I bought two light shades, lamp shades, um, that are made of fabric, they're round, like a... Um, like a cylinder, I suppose you'd call it a fabric cylinder, and they've each got Union Jack on them. And my plan is to have them on the floor of the stage with a little light inside them and some fairy lights in them, um, like you know, positioned equally on the stage. And then I've got some stands, and I'm planning to like on stands have A4 bits of paper that have my Instagram handle. And um, I'm thinking one thing I like to tend to do is to, if I can, put the vinyl um, cover, the record cover up visibly so that people can see what the, what the song is that's playing or what the album is or whatever i like to do that so I'm, I'm hoping to sort of look at that and that's sort of it really um and i'll just go through my kit really 
uh, in terms of the, the kit I'm planning to use and my setup. So in terms of my kit, so I'm stood right in front of it now, Thursday night. I'm looking at it, I'm just going to do a little practice in a minute. So um, I will have my two trusty Newmark decks that I've had since uni. Uh, they are still the cool Newmark purple. Um, I do have them turned around 90 degrees. So the, the needle and the cartridge in the arm is you know f is the, the, the front of the table away from me. Um, that's the standard sort of scratch position that I'm choosing to sort of go with. It happens to fit my table at home quite well. Um, so that's quite good. In the middle will be my fantastic new Reloop Re Elite mixer. It's currently, I probably will use it like this in a flight case. Um, use the bottom half of the flight case, the front of which, front panel which is exposed, so I've got some controls here. And then the back panel is also exposed for the cables. Um, and the flight case then has a laptop stand that connects to it that quite securely supports your laptop stand. So your laptop is dead in front of you on top of and, and sort of slightly behind the mixer. So some, some I was talked to my DJ sensei, he doesn't like that so much because it does block your view of the crowd slightly. But again, if the, if the table is at a slight angle at the side, it should be okay because the, the crowd should be to my right, which I'm sort of imagining now. So that's cool. Um, if there's room on the table, I will also have a couple of backup devices into the aux channel. So, you know, that sort of backup in case there's a problem with the record or the laptop or something, I can switch to a sort of backup music source. Uh, I'm planning to have tripods one in front of the decks, uh, pointing to the side of the, the room with a projector on it. So I'm planning to project probably more before I start, maybe later, a couple of my sort of logos and branding and Instagram handle. I'm advertising this podcast. I'm advertising some of the radio, BBC Sounds, Radio One, etc. podcasts that I like that are music related. Um, thanking the venue and Miguel for helping me with the night. So a few things. It, 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 currently, as we stand on Thursday, it does look very corporate PowerPointy. So I'm hoping to jazz it up a little bit before before the night if I get time. But otherwise, it, you know, it's all right. <clears throat> um, and then I plan to have tripods behind me somewhere somehow that will then allow me to stream Facebook, Instagram um, from one of my phones. I've got two phones, so I might have both as backup as well. Take some videos for myself. I bought a, a tripod that has a little Bluetooth device that you, you, you pair with your phone and then that will let you turn, take photos at a click of a button from, from in front. So the phone can be behind me and I can choose when to press the button to, to then have a photo taken or put it up to video mode and then I can press the button start and stop the video. So I don't know about that, but we'll see. Just to capture, that's me in, in the photo at the time that I press the button, I suppose, or when I start the video and stop the video. So that's obviously a bit better than pressing button and then walking around to the front of the phone so there's that um and then monitors so originally the venue owner said oh are you djing you don't need monitors do you and i was like well yeah i'm pretty sure i do so <laughs> i don't know whether he's going to provide any on the night but i'm taking my two so i can have two monitor speakers which are mine um into a booth control on the, on the mixer so I, I can take tripods with me as well i'm not sure where they'll be they might be on the floor or i might put them on the tripods i don't know Depends how that looks. I think I'll decide that on the night. Final touch really is that yeah, I bought a um, like a what's the word like a selfie light, a selfie light, like a TikTok light, one of those circular light things. So um, again, that, that 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 and that clips on with a phone holder, so that might be useful. I have to see on the night where that goes. Depends on the table really compared to the tripods. So yeah, I think that's it. Anything else I've missed? 
that is the plan. I hope you can sort of visualise that a little bit. And um, I'm going to have to judge it a bit on the night. Um, got a few other things, but mostly that's it really. So yeah, so all right, so that's there. I'm going to go and practice a little bit now and uh, speak to you tomorrow. Woo, it's Friday night. All right, hi, pod, pod listeners. Anyway, sorry about that. Just because it's Friday night, so I just thought I'd play the Friday Night Radio 1 intro to the dance thing, which is very cool. I love that. I've probably loved it for years since Annie Mac. I think Zane Lowe did it before then, and then Annie Mac took over many years ago, and just, you know, she was brilliant. Zane was brilliant. So that Friday night, what used to be a nine o'clock slot, I think it's a lot earlier now. I think it's at six. I think it's too early, really, but it's a great, great thing. So it's Friday night, uh, so that's three nights to go. Friday, Saturday and Sunday left. Ooh, it's getting close now, scary. Uh, I printed off some flyers today in town to, that say tonight, because I'm going to hand it out on the day, on the night, uh, do a bit of a flyer drop in the area. So that's quite exciting. Um, so yeah, but tonight I just thought I'd talk about the, the intro, really, and, and kind of the, the general approach to the night. So um, yeah, the doors open at nine. I'm planning to set up from about half seven and do a sound check. So I'll be ready hopefully by half eight. And then the doors open at nine, I'll just have a playlist playing. And it's a bit of a sort of just, you know, I'm sure barely anybody will come in. If they do, then, I, you know, it's an opportunity for me to chat to people and stuff a little bit. There's the bar next door that our friend owns. So that's pre-drinks in there as well. So I'll probably go in there and have a drink to sort of chill out. I probably don't want to have more than one. Um, don't want it to sort of affect my skills, you know, but it will set my nerves. So I might do, I don't know, what to think about that. And then, you know, the plan was at 10, but I'm thinking about doing a little bit earlier at quarter to 10. But I'll judge that based on if there's a bit of a gathering in the room, but not too much of a gathering or something. I don't know. I need to wait and see, really. But I'll have to judge a point at which to start. And that's why I thought I'd talk about what I'm going to do as intro. I'm going to put my phone down here because the plan is to um, have... uh, So I'll be playing a playlist through the AUX input to the mixer. And then the plan is to then... Sort of at a point that I choose to go and put this classic on, but I might do a certain version of it. But uh, so I'm going to use the Rob D Club to Death, quite a good dramatic intro. Unfortunately, the young people know it from the Matrix, but we knew it before that. So this will be on. It's a good intro kind of song. It does break down. Quite near, so this is two and a half minutes in now. It breaks down somewhere around here. Yeah, so at three minutes it breaks down. I'll have to decide whether to wait for this. It comes back for less than a minute, it's not very long. So either way, I need to be ready. I've got to choose when to do it. The plan would be then that I'm then out the decks, this finishes. I can fade it out. I'm getting my scratch ready, which is going to be. Why is that not working there? So that's here. So I need to listen to my headphones before, but the idea is fade out and I do. Ladies and gentlemen. That's wrong speed. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. So I've got that scratch intro, that little ladies and gentlemen clip I like. Then I've got. DJ. It's very loud, again, the levels are always a problem. DJ. 
Then I was going to go with... Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to get loaded. And we want to get loaded. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Well, when, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Uh, oh, that didn't work. Oh, it's annoying. Why isn't that working? Oh, because I need the sample. So the plan is to actually do this. That's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a party. So it goes into an echo, which I then kill. To then go into the Ryan Christian play on track, which is like my signature tune. The song that changed my life, pretty much. So that's the plan. Um, yeah. So I need to practice it because as you hear, it's a few. It's still not very smooth. So I need to practice it. Just be really on it and get the levels ready. Really worried about the levels. The volume levels just a nightmare. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. It is Saturday night, 9th of April, at nine o'clock local time. This time tomorrow, the doors will open. Ooh. So, yeah, what, well, two days to go, but, you know, one 24-hour uh, period to go till the doors open. So, very exciting. But, yeah, today has been very full of nervous energy. I've been quite jittery. <laughs> so stupid. I, at times, I feel quite chill. I feel quite chill now. I'm by the sea walking my dog in the evening. I've just seen a beautiful sunset. And, yeah, w- walking is good, as my dear friend Rach has uh, obviously uh, encouraged with her podcast. She does check out walkthepod.com, I think. Um, and, yeah, no, lots of nervous energy today. Uh, tried to keep busy. I also didn't sleep very well last night, although I don't know if that was nerves really. Some of it is, because as soon as I wake up, I'm thinking about songs and the sets and everything. And um, so I tried to keep busy, and I had to go for a bit of a nap. And when I woke up from the nap, I just felt, yeah, all this nervous energy... So I had to watch some TV to calm down. But now, yeah, now I'm feeling pretty chill. Um, I will do another sort of practice tonight. But then I think I'll leave it. A bit like exams, you know, you shouldn't... They say you shouldn't sort of try and revise really near the exam, you know. In the last few hours, you should leave it and clear your mind. So I think I'll pack up my kit tonight to some extent and not, not sort of try and do it again tomorrow. So, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, this time tomorrow, very curious to see how it's going to go still got the whole day to get through tomorrow but I'm gonna pack the car sort of probably late morning or soon after lunch and then I'm gonna set off at five quite early I get to set up from half seven I'll see what recordings I can do I don't know how interesting this is all gonna be um, but you know it's, I think it helps me to talk it through and to record some thoughts so but yeah you know and I keep I keep sort of telling myself no you've got nothing to lose mate you know got nothing to lose if you fuck it up a lot if you make loads of mistakes you know who cares who really cares it might mean you don't get a rebooking it might mean that somebody comes along but i'm not trying to break a new career here so there's some like a and r booking agent <laughs> i was hoping to get some booking guys along from other places but i doubt they're gonna come anyway and if they come and they don't like it well you know a they might not be that picky because the music might might win over but, uh, you know, I haven't lost anything. And I'm just going to get better with 
the classes and stuff. Maybe they come to another one in a few months' time and they like it more. Who knows? And yeah, the point is, it's not costing me any money. Uh, it's not costing anyone who comes any money. So I'm not like cheating them out of a few euros, paying their hard-earned cash to come and see this bloke mix badly. You know, that's that's not the case. It's free entry. So there's just nothing to lose. It's me playing the music I love on a really fantastic sound system and being able to sort of play and have a laugh, have a few drinks. I will see some friends that will be there, I'm sure. Uh, I might be surprised by some people that do come along. You know, it might be really nice if I see some uh, familiar faces, you know. I'm sort of thinking the stage is definitely big enough for me to dance on. So if I'm really enjoying it, I might dance on the stage. I think I probably will. I mean, I've definitely danced behind the decks. But how much I dance, like, on the stage might be a bit, a bit silly, but I think I'll judge that. But otherwise, I'll jump down and just dance on the main dance floor. I think I'll do that quite a few times. Because, again, I think DJs don't do that enough, you know. Largely because they're busy and they're trying to organise the next thing. But you should take out a couple of minutes just to go and, you know, get your groove on. Sound like Straboomer sometimes, it makes me laugh. I think I do say this stuff deliberately to to play like I'm a boomer. But other times I know I'm definitely that sort of middle age crowd, not not down with the kids, the youth, or even the twenties. There might be a bunch of twenty somethings tomorrow, that'd be interesting to see how that goes, because okay, not, not not really many of the tracks will be recent, but hopefully they'll they'll be familiar with them and or they'll just love them anyway. I'm really looking to work to a few specific tracks, particularly ones that aren't known at all, you know, that people are almost guaranteed never to have heard the Rain Christian stuff. There is some Rain Christian stuff that may have, might have made it onto adverts over the years, but... So, yeah, today, basically, a day of nervous energy. I'm going to try and walk tomorrow as well to clear my head. And, uh, and then, you know, it's on. We'll see how it goes. All right, so speak to you tomorrow on the day of the gig. Woohoo! Scary! I think this uh, episode's going to have too many, uh, too much to it, really too long and a bit boring, but, you know, I'm going to just publish it for posterity anyway. Uh, I'll probably do quite a few little snippets today. So it's currently Sunday morning, the day of the gig. Um, well, it's actually after midday. So I've got about four and a half hours till I plan to leave. Uh, what's that? So six and a half hours till set up and about eight hours till doors open. So I've got a while to go. Feeling pretty calm, actually. Um... I'm just checking a few things and soon I'll start disconnecting and unpacking packing the car. So, yeah, feeling pretty chill. I will take the dog for a walk. I've got to have some lunch. So I'm trying to sort of take it easy. Feeling better than yesterday, for sure. So, uh, yeah, just, just interested to see how the day pans out and what time I get to bed. How I feel about it afterwards. All right, speak to you later. It's now 2.30, the car is packed. I think I've got everything I need pretty much, just final few, few little bits, but we're going well. And then the venue owner messaged to say, we don't need to meet at half seven, that's really early uh, for a nine o'clock doors opening. Let, let's meet at like 8.15, that's plenty of time. And I'm like, no. And I think he sort of thinks I'm just a, a DJ with a laptop, basically. And I just need to plug in the laptop and test a song or two. <laughs> and I, so I said to him, I've got, I've got a few things, not just a laptop. So, you know, I've got to unload and then I've got to go and park the car. Um, so we, we agreed for eight for now, so we'll <laughs> see how it goes. But I don't think there's going to be a queue of people at the door at nine or anything. I don't think anyone's going to come in until quarter past 20 bars, half nine kind of thing. So we'll see. But um, yeah, so that's quite fun. But getting close now. Going to get some food, 
take a dog for a walk and try and chill a bit and then head to the city. The funny thing is I couldn't find the microphone. I, I, on my to-do list has been to test the mic because I haven't used the mic through this new mixer, through the Relay Elite mixer. And it's got some different options about the way the mic works, like talk over and stuff. So I kind of had on my to-do list to check it, just, just in case you kind of want to say hello, say goodbye, thanks kind of thing. But I can't find the mic at all, so I don't know where I've put it. Um, <laughs> I think I meant to buy a new one, but I'm sure it's around, but I can't for the life of me think about where that is. It doesn't seem to be in any of my stuff. It might be that I put it in the box first before I put other stuff in but really couldn't find it so that kind of means I'm not tempted to sort of do any yo 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 Karanya you know or anything like that <laughs> which is probably a good thing okay onwards and upwards so it is uh 10:20 p.m and the night is afoot but not yet started yet so I'm very pleased with how the setup looks and how it sounds um but we're currently on about six people or eight people or something. And again, as kind of semi-expected, the next street down is absolutely rammed with like hundreds of people drinking. Um, so what we think is that people will come in, uh, you know, like after 11 for a late night kind of final blast of the weekend, you know. So, you know, we'll see. At the moment, you know, it's sort of in the sort of disaster zone that I kind of wondered if it might end up. The bar next door's got quite a few people in it. So, again, we might get some of them coming. Uh, I think I'm going to have a cider. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, slow, steady start. Let's see. But it looks pretty cool, and the sound system is pretty cool. And um, definitely when I'm playing the really loud Range Against the Machine and drum and bass stuff, the volume levels are going to be interesting to see how it goes and the, and the bass level on the sound system but you know we'll see how it goes we shall see there's a couple who are just sort of hanging out by the door not sure whether to go in or not so uh, you know we'll see we'll see so you know it's not like I thought I might be going by now because we might have a crowd of international people but obviously not, it's not the way the night's going to work out but it's fine just playing the uh, background playlist at the moment choosing occasional couple of specific songs venue owner doesn't look happy, happy he looks really bored and disappointed and like exactly like he expected so let's see see how it pans out okay i'll give you another update in a bit okay bodies it is now half one and it's it's done it's finished um it sort of went <laughs> More, more of the lower end of the expectation spectrum. So we didn't really have anyone come. So I had a really good time. I enjoyed playing my music. Um, I enjoyed hearing it on the loud sound system. I enjoyed hearing a bit of scratching and some of the effects and stuff. And I, I, I did. I think I messed up one, but I did some brilliant mixes as well. I was very pleased with. Um, and then I had like, I'm going to say like, ten, I mean, I'm going to say twenty. I don't think it was as many as 20, but I'm going to say 20 to make myself a bit So 20 people came that I knew that were, you know, nice friends that I've met in the last few months. And they came along and had a really good time. They had a dance and it was good. And I got off the stage and danced as well and it was all very good. Um, but we didn't really get anyone else. So in that sense, it was a bit of a shit, shit outcome. We, I mean, as I'm speaking now, there's people coming in now, but it's sort of like the dregs of the town. Um, and you know we could keep pushing it but it's not it's, I guess the, the venue owner is good enough he respects my energy and he sort of says like you know it's not, it's not really worth your energy trying to keep pushing it so um, and what is really good though is that the venue owner 
it's sort of indicating that he's happy to have me back. So I think he's really, as as hoped, impressed with the effort I made and with the professional setup and with the choice of music because there was a bit of, I think he likes a bit of metal and a bit of rock and stuff and I played Rage Against Machine. So, you know, it's not all bad. So it, <laughs> it did unfortunately go in the sort of nobody will turning up kind of thing. It's going to be really weird if in the future I ever get to a point when like hundreds of people come to my gigs. <laughs> That's going to be very weird. <laughs> but uh, for now I'm stuck in the sort of hope that, you know, a medium number of people do. But, you know, again, it was brilliant to hear. So some music was great. I, I got down on stage, uh, off the stage and danced in the crowd with a few people. There was a, a lady there that really loved drum and bass. So that was really good. And, yeah, you know, it is what it is. That's the night done. I'm now walking to my car because, stupidly, I put some of the main flight case pieces in the car, which I need to take the flight case back home tonight. I'm going to leave the other stuff in a storeroom. Um, I mean, I might leave everything. I'm going to see if I can get a taxi. But the plan is to take the expensive bit of kit home and the precious records. So three heavy boxes, home in a taxi, that's the idea. But we will see. Um, and then, he, yeah, he's given me a storeroom to store the sort of boxes of cables and the monitors and the decks. And I'll pick them up tomorrow or later in the week. So, yeah, it's all kind of fun. Um, just walking to my car to pick up those flight case pieces. Because I had a few beers. I had a bit of a Jameson whiskey to sort of give me the Dutch courage to get started. It was nice. And then I've been drinking Prosecco the last hour. So that's starting to kick in now, which is good. So, you know, kick done, really. I'm pretty pleased with it. I think some of my mixes, again, were pretty good. I'm quite happy with how they came out. Um, I think I managed the levels well. I had a significant technical... OK, so I had a significant technical problem. Technical problem. I will probably recount this tomorrow. But the right-hand deck went really fucked up. Sorry, Mummy, for listening. But, it, like, the sound quality got fucked up and it didn't switch to internal mode, which is what normally happens, is that if the needle gets, like, fluff on it, it's supposed to switch to internal mode, where it just plays the music digitally. But it didn't. Or if it did, it still stayed screwed up. And then another problem I had was that the RPM, like, dropped to, like, really... So, so something went, you know, something went really hard. I don't know if it was my laptop that was a problem. I tried restarting. didn't seem to fix it. It was really weird, so I'm going to ask my teacher about that. But yeah, it was a definite weird problem. Anyway, so that's been the gig. <laughs> Whatever, you know, I went into it knowing it would be what it is, but I'm, the most thing I'm most pleased about is that the venue owner was actually quite friendly. <laughs> she like, patted me on the shoulder and said, you know, like, let's talk, you know. I was quite pleased. It was like a bit of affection from a very standoffish venue owner, so who knows. And, yeah, this couple that were dancing, this girl that likes drum and bass and her boyfriend, absolutely, like, well into it and very happy to make contact again. So that's good. All right, peace out. See ya. Bye. So, Noisy Beats listeners, I can probably wrap up here then. So it's the day after the gig and um, sort of reflecting on it as well as trying to get over a slight hangover. Um... But, uh, yeah, sort of, you know, I've already covered a lot of it in that final uh, segment that I recorded last night. So I'm sort of reflecting more on the sort of bigger picture of it, really. 
I definitely met my main objectives. Um, I wanted to get into a more proper venue, including the sound system, and I wanted to audition with this, this venue owner so that he might be interested in future opportunities. And I wanted to mostly enjoy playing my own music and, and have a couple of drinks and have a dance to it and stuff like that. Um, then some of the things that didn't work so well was that I, I did want to throw a party for the sort of foreign expat community that we've got here. But the people that did come and did dance and that, you know, there were some nice friends of mine from that group. So I sort of ticked that box a bit, but just not for the, the broader group. And I wanted to offer an alternative to reggaeton that you hear mostly here for the, for the rest of the people in the city. And, and that didn't really work because they didn't come along list it, the silly, silly fools. But, uh, you know, that's them that's lost out their loss. And the other thing that didn't really work was I did want to use this as a promotional kind of showcase, uh, show what I can do, demonstration to other venue owners, some of which I'd invited. I tried to message a few and, and none of that really worked out, unfortunately. So I've got some material for my Instagram, so that will help a little bit, obviously. But um, yeah, unfortunately still no sort of videos of a mass of people dancing in front of me on the decks, really. That's still an aspiration for the future. So yeah, I'll wrap up this episode now. Um, and I sort of I, th- I thought it would be nice to finish on a sort of a view of what I want to do next or in the future, but but I don't really have that. I don't really feel that at the moment. I don't quite know where where I want to put my energy to that. There's a few things sort of bubbling as possibilities, but but mainly the good news was that the the venue owner who who had been you know very quite hard to read and quite standoffish really and quite awkward um, to this point, just I think has really grown to like me and I think I've proved myself to him and he was really warm. Said it was really nice to have met me and that he would like to have me there for a Friday or a Saturday. Um, so I think I've definitely passed that audition, which is good. Um, I have to think about when when I can do that in the future. And it's it's the crazy dynamics because it's, he said it would be more like two in the morning start until it closes at like four or five. So it's like a proper all-nighter thing. But he said, he said, I've got the people that will like your music. So, you know, so that, yeah, he was really sweet. He was really positive and supportive and all that. He was a bit brutal in the sort of well that didn't work did it kind of thing <laughs> so you know but it's yeah so I think I've proved myself to him so definitely a big success on that and um, you know there's there's good times that we had so yeah thanks for listening this has been Nigel Beats telling the story of this gig in April in a city on the north coast of Spain northwest in Galicia this has been Clark DJ at Sala Philomatic April 2022 so uh It's been an adventure, for sure. Okay, thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you on the next episode.